All right. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in to this electrifying and amazing and spooky episode of the Geek Garage podcast, the most inclusive and accessible nerd culture audio program on the interwebs. I am your host, David, and join with me is sort of kind of sort of as per usual is my good friend, uh, Amanda Frack Eiler. How are you doing? Hey, how are you? Uh, I'm I here. Am, I, um, yes. Not on whatever you're on today, but I'm here. Uh, I, this is just called a second wind. Like it's super late and like the Adderall has completely worn off. And so now it's just like adrenaline and like other various male juices that are like <laughs> coursing through my veins and probably in like 45 minutes, uh, it'll taper off and I'll be like, what are we doing again? But, um, Cool. For We're now, gonna ride this wave as long as it lasts. Then exactly. All right. Um, also with us today. Um, more importantly, I'm just fucking with you. Um, <laughs> no, it is more important. This um, this is the professional, not me. So. Right. So she has been on a couple times before, uh, both for historical purposes, I guess, um, because we needed someone to drop some knowledge bombs um, in in history, but also geek related history. Um, Ashley White. How are you doing, Ashley? Hey, I'm great. Thank you for having me back. Absolutely. I uh, I actually looked my own podcast up on Spotify today so I could, like, they're the only uh, sp- uh, podcast app where you can, like, search through the episodes. And so I just typed in your name and you were on twice. Uh, I forgot you mm-hmm. did. you. Um, the last one you were on was Satanic Panic. Um, when, uh, it, it was close to, or after the, the latest season of stranger things came out and that mm-hmm. was kind of a, a big thing. So we covered that. And then before that was, um, fuck, what was it? Do you, do you remember? The history uh, you're the Halloween. one that looked it up. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, but that also, was earlier yes. today. <laughs> right. That yes. was like more than five minutes ago. So it literally does not count. That is Ex- Exactly. Um, but no, um, Ashley, thank you so much for coming back. Um, yeah. it's always amazing to see your face. I, I wish you could be here in person with me uh-huh. and Frack, but, um, and of course you and Frack have been friends for a long, long time, um, as well. Uh, so this is like a, yes. like a, a friend's reunion, except I funny. <laughs> yeah, except <laughs> this exactly. is, this is the Better friend's the re- show. Exactly. Yes. Thank you that, for that getting that dig. Yes. Um, both of you like understood that like we were just <laughs> quoting the office. So naturally, like, you know, obviously the office is the more superior sitcom. Um, oh, without a doubt. Thousand per even my husband who loves friends agrees with that. Yes. Like, Richard loves friends, but he still thinks the office is better. It's I converted because... him. He hadn't even watched it when we got together. That was me. <laughs> I did wow. that. Good job. <laughs> Golf club. Um, yes. So uh, uh, we actually are not here to talk about The Office for once. Uh, we've done like 5,000 episodes. There will um, be 9 billion references to it, though. Yes. Like, if yes. you thought there was a lot of references before, now you have me and Ashley together and you're, and David, and you're fucked. Yes. So, like, yeah, yeah we, we were just talking uh, before we hit record. That, like, it already came up two or three times, like just random quotes, like, the PowerPoint, PowerPoint, PowerPoint. <laughs> Your um, presentation tool. Uh, fucking Oscar. Um, uh, but yeah, so, um, yeah, like I said, we're not here to talk about The Office. We're actually here to talk about The Boogeyman, and it's not 
the boogeyman as in John Wick. It's not the boogeyman as in Michael Myers. And it's not the boogeyman as in Stephen King's classic uh, original short story, which was finally converted to a feature presentation tool, um, <laughs> a feature film uh, that was uh, available in the cinemas and is now available for streaming on Hulu, I believe, which is pretty good. Um, we are just talking about the boogeyman as in the historical figure as it pertains to history, which I put that very eloquently. I think both of you would agree. Yes. I I just love that you phrased it as he's a historical figure that's associated yes. with history. Right. It, it's basically Does Abraham that, Lincoln. Is that like the itch that you can't scratch for you, Ashley? It's when yeah, somebody said, calls something historical and you're like, but it's not. Is that like no, the itch you yes. can't scratch? Oh, I've corrected so many people at work who have referred to data from a year or two ago as historical data. And I'm just like, no, if quite frankly, <laughs> no, just no, just no. I can cut it off there. Just no, it's not. It's no. not. No. It's uh so what what is historical data? Like is does that mean that there is a threshold of years that has to pass before it's considered historical data? In my line of work, yes. Um anything more than 6 months ago. But to me personally, it has to have happened pre-1900 for it to be historical for me or else I just okay. 1900 just I don't really care. <laughs> What happens after that? I mean, that seems accurate. Not your birth or us or, you know. Listen, fair. you know better than I do. I don't even know when I was born. Yeah, that's, so that's, that's valid. It could have been in the 1800s. I'm old as shit. <laughs> you look real good for that, by the way. Yes, I dig the hair. <laughs> the ponytails or the, the pigtails. Yeah. I was going to go get it cut today. And then I decided to stay on the couch. <laughs> I mean, solid choice, fair. actually. So I... I <laughs> You know, when life gives you multiple options and one of them is sitting on the couch. Always sit on the couch. Always sit on the couch. Folks, if you don't learn anything from this podcast today, that's the one. Just sit on the fucking couch. Yeah. We, couch. We, it is better. Take a moment to breathe. Yeah. We were talking that's about the I other day. It. Yeah. We were talking about the other day how like it. anytime you walk out the front door of your fucking house nowadays, $100 right there. Boom. $100. <laughs> You walk Breathing out the your fresh front air door. Cost money. Exactly. Walmart has a one hundred dollar cover charge just to walk <laughs> in the door. Two fifty. Yes. I don't yeah. know how, but it is. It, it, it's because we're you're just paying. not even going to talk about how much it costs to go into like a Trader Joe's. Which is, no, I'm not doing that. No, I don't go in. I'm not rich enough. Trader Joe's might as well just not fucking exist to me. Um, like I am cool with Walmart brand great value shit. Like, give me that all day long. I want to be noted. I'm the one that's married to the snob. So <laughs> yes, we. I just wanted to be noted that I am power pointing at David to enthusiastically support his quote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, off to a great start here. Um, so uh, on topic. Yeah. Uh, so audience, um, all three of you. Uh, if uh, you're not into tangents uh, and or the boogeyman, this might not be the episode for you or was, the podcast for you. I was going to say, if you're not into tangents, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. If you sorry. want something sorry, that's like well-structured and organized, I mean, like Ashley hands down will be the most structured and organized out of the three of us because she, oh, she brought God, her A game with the notes. Um, you at least made notes and did research. 
Yes. I'm just I'm just here for I, emotional support. I typed into both Google and ChatGPT like, "Hey, make me a list of the ten most popular boogeyman in uh, movies and in horror novels," and it made me some pretty good lists. So, um, you, that's research. It is uh, uh, piss poor research and lazy, <laughs> but fuck it. Yeah, uh, I was gonna make a gay joke, but fuck it. Uh, but fucking <laughs> go. Uh, I will say as a side note, I'm very interested to just sit back and watch the conversation that's happening with academia and museums and archives, but in particular, like colleges over the use of chat GPT. Mm-hmm. That shit is dangerous. Yes. And I just want to watch the world burn. I'm just going to sit back too. and do it. Yes, uh, it's I gonna am... be great until it's not, and then it's way too far. It's already way too. It's fun already me. not good. These children aren't even writing their own papers anymore. Uh, they haven't been doing that for years. Yeah, but it was evident before. Yeah, uh, I mean, let's be honest. It is it's going to be evident with a lot of them still. Because I'm sorry, you come in and you spent 12 years failing school and somehow they still promoted you to college you can't put one sentence together in class but you have written written the most beautiful 10 page essay on (laughs) advanced physics no i'm sorry you fail no this is not one of these things is not like the other one right but you still have to show up and open your mouth so uh and and when you do and you don't know what uh, see that was the other job venture that i should have gone into Mm-hmm. That didn't even mm-hmm. require college. Yeah, which is yeah. why I'm focus on, focusing on writing right now. Because <laughs> as long as like I make it successfully and I'm never asked to do public appearances, then I fool everyone. There you go. <laughs> what if uh, it gets to the point that like they invite you to like signings and and you're on like Oprah for like I'm... you know McBoogerballs? I'll I can fake it. I can mm-hmm. act intelligent for like an hour i can reel it in no masturbation jokes no like you know no no that's what she said okay maybe i can't make any public appearances (laughs) i was gonna say i'll write you a script (laughs) i can talk them big fancy words when i need to right and then just put that's what she said at the very end yep oh always yeah that way it's it's in there but it's at the very end so that's what. how else are they gonna know it's from you (laughs) (laughs) see what you did there yeah all right well let's let's dive into our topic that way we're not here for like three and a half hours um doing it joe rogan style um oh god so um yeah like i said we are here to talk about the boogeyman in terms of how do we decide to uh, so we're not calling it a historical figure. Um, we're, we're talking about the boogeyman as it pertains to uh, the the figure, the idea as it's perceived around the world, right? Like, yes. And how different cultures and countries and ethnicities perceive this boogeyman because it's basically fucking everyone. And it's existed for as long as like we knew how to communicate with each other yeah right 100 percent. yeah which i think is a good place for you to kind of kick off your your first talking point in your notes actually oh, i should pull those up uh-huh. i mean <laughs> you know if if you want oh god if i need is the thing and yes the answer is yes so 
trying to think if I want to do this. I think I'm going to do this chronologically because I feel like that's, it's going to make the most sense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, y'all. Uh, as you said, the, the boogeyman or the concept of the boogeyman has existed right alongside humans. I mean, just however we were put here, whenever we were put here, that's basically when this sort of concept started to evolve. And it's out of this deep psychological need, basically. Um, And one of the things that's very, very constant, although the boogeyman has different names, different shapes, different motives across the world and across time, the one constant is that in 99% of stories about the boogeyman, he hurts children. Like, he's just a dick who's just out to get the babies. He should just be called the dick man. Um, see, I feel like that would make it a little more confusing for women who are trying to get their dick appointments. Because that's the dick man. <laughs> so Well, he is a shapeshifter. So what if, like, he's, like, terrible to children, man. but he's just <laughs> what your wife needs? So like that be the title of this episode. So, so like every step de- <laughs> terrible to your children, but just what your wife needs. <laughs> that's like Blink 182's tagline. <laughs> how do we, that's how we get rich, David. How do we sell them that? We found our millionaires. I told you, tangents. Uh okay. Oh man, I love it so much. <laughs> Bunch of crack ups we are. <clears throat> I'm just over here choking on literally nothing. No, not worries. even the dick man. Just choking. <laughs> We're doing so, great. You're just yeah. practicing. It's fine. <laughs> I'm sick. Um, <laughs> so some of our earliest ancestors were, and I can hear the inevitable joke that's about to come. So just FYI. That's sure. what she said. Yep. Yep. Um, homo habilis were some of our earliest ancestors. They lived in the Paleolithic era. So, unless you're an, an, a new earther, <laughs> that mm. they would have lived between 2.3 and 1.5 million years ago. And it, very much that sort of caveman sort of thought process, right? These are people who are living and hunting with giant bears, saber-toothed tigers, literal dire wolves. They were a real thing. It's not just a Game of Thrones thing. Like right. Dire wolves actually existed. Mammoths, mastodon, uh, megafauna. So all of the big animals, mega big fauna animals, megafauna. And there's just a, for these people, there were just a ridiculously insane amount of things trying to kill them. I've never Welcome been to- so happy to be in this sin- like time period. Oh, yeah. And no. considering how fucked up everything is right now, that's saying a lot. We're still living in the best timelines. <laughs> yeah, you fuck yes, with Pangea. Man. Like, like you. I fuck with Pangea because Australia is now like a long ways away, separated by oceans, as opposed to mm-hmm. attached to us, where like killer hornets and spiders can come crawl on my fucking face at night and just yeah, sting like- me in the dick. Can't be okay. a dick man if they get you in the dick. <laughs> Sorry. I got a whole new research rabbit hole to go down one Saturday afternoon. Like, how many people have died of dick stings? 
I need snow. And listen, I will say, I feel like it's prob that information probably exists somewhere purely because of the medical and surgical histories of the Civil War. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a huge like twenty volume set of all of the different ways that the Civil War soldiers died, and they it was written during the war by the physicians who were treating them. Mm -hmm. uh, but they have an entire book, and I, I mean these are not small books; these are not like little paperbacks. These right. are six seven hundred. Some of them are 1,200 page books, just of different, and they're categorized by part of the body. Essentially, mm -hmm. there's a literal entire book about men getting their dick shot off in the Civil War. Oh my so God. I feel like there's going to be a history of dick stinging somewhere, and I'm going to find it. <laughs> Why am I so excited? Uh, the best yeah. part of those medical and surgical histories, they have pictures. Excellent. Anyway. I mean... yeah why even bother taking down the accounts if they're not going to have pictures? Right. Like, right. Anyways. So yeah. So our ancestors were living <laughs> in a world where literally everything wanted to kill them. And this is actually something we see in animals too. Right after an animal is born, the mother or the, the group, whatever various groups they are, of animals will do what they can to kind of protect the baby so that the baby doesn't stray too far away, go off in the wilderness and get killed, mm -hmm. right? It's survival of the species. We have that same drive. We, by and large, particularly when we're young, we're afraid of the dark and adults feel the need to protect the babies from wandering away from the group. And that's where the story starts with. That's where you get histories of the boogeyman, which like I said, not always called that, but the term didn't come about until the, about the 15th century. And obviously, we live in the U.S. Hi, everybody. We speak English, which comes from England, which actually comes from other languages because they sold that too. But that's a whole separate. We don't have to go into that on this podcast. Sure. England steals everything. Um, <laughs> but in, in Middle English, it was booga. That was the term. And it could be, you could use the term booga for a very specific fright, like a, but it could also mean just like a general terror. It could be something as general as this is scary. This is a booga, or it could be something really super specific and materialized like a scarecrow or a bear or you know, like a bear charging at you, like a cocaine bear charging right. at you is a booga. Right. Or so, you know. bears beats and Battlestar Galactica. PowerPoint. <laughs> <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> so just with the way, just the abundance of the stories and the incredibly, again, unless you're a new creationist, the incredibly long time period that humans have existed. It's just really hard to pin down the exact origins, you know, with, with some of the stuff we talked about on our Halloween history podcast with Sam Hain, we had some really specific, like, we know when this started. We don't here, but the first time it's actually written down is in the 1400s. Okay. Um, so the boogeyman in most every country has always existed as something that fucks with kids. And what I love most about the Boogeyman story is that 
Our parents spend years and years and years trying to get us to trust them. And then they tell us some shit like this to fuck us up. Why? You're a parent, David. I need to know why. I mean, to me, it sounds like it's, it, is it fucked up? Absolutely. Does it make sense? <laughs> Kinda. Because you spend all this time getting your, uh, getting your kids to trust you. It makes sense to make someone else the villain. Like you are God. Mm. Someone else is the devil. You know? Okay. That actually makes way too much sense. And so you, I mean, you like sometimes Santa Claus needs to be Santa Claus in the North pole. Sometimes Santa Claus needs to be you. So that's why you tell your kids like, Hey, if you don't shut the fuck up and go to bed, Santa Claus isn't going to bring you that little trike, uh, little Timmy. Um, and instead he's going to drop kick you into next week. (laughs) This is how I talk to my kids. No, just kidding. No, I love it. Um, actually side tangent there about Santa Claus. (laughs) The way that I learned that Santa Claus wasn't real is spoiler alert. Yeah. Santa's not real kids. Um, listen, I accidentally said that to an entire group of small children at, when I was at the state museum, do you know what it's like to make 30 (laughs) first graders cry at the same time? I'm great. But no, so my parents always used to let my brother and I sleep in their room on Christmas Eve because it was right off the living room. So we would wake up and take two steps and like, boom, Christmas. Right. My parents were having a very loud fight one Christmas Eve, which obviously woke up Josh and I. And all I heard was my mom saying, stop. These are from Santa. These are their gifts from Santa. And my dad yelling, do you think I'm going to let a fat white man take credit for what I worked all year to pay for? (laughs) (laughs) And then I knew that Santa Claus wasn't real. But it was fine. I I wrote it out for the next couple of years until my mom finally was like, Ashley, I'm so sorry. Santa's not real. And I'm like, okay. Oh, darn. Do I still get presents? Because I've been getting presents, but he wasn't real. So like. That's the important the thing. Right. Yeah, basically. Yeah. That's, that's all you really need to be concerned with. <laughs> so moving forward in our timeline, we're out of the Paleolithic era. Things still want to kill us. Mm-hmm. Let's keep that straight like things are still trying actively to right. kill us we're, and for the most part it's succeeding wildly. Yeah, we're we're nearing the uh million ways to die in the west era I know. <laughs> um, actually by the time we do get to the million ways to die in the west era by the mid 1800s people I, I think you'd probably hear really old people say the term booga but most people were using the term bogey or boogie Mm -hmm. So we're getting closer to the actual word that we use today. Like the etymology is happening. It's it's moving. And that was just more of a general description of something devilish or demonic. Okay. And particularly in the Victorian era, there were like little popular early Halloween games, like where somebody would have to hide and be the boogie. And it's basically like tag, except Mm. if you get tagged, you're going to hell. So lots of fun. fun. Just in time for everybody's Halloween parties to just, you know, new game. Right. New game. Tag. You're it. You go to hell. (laughs) You go to hell and you die. Tag. You're damned. (laughs) (laughs) But there's not 
you know, I feel like if we were to be talking about like cryptids or even like the history of demonic possession or some of that other stuff, we'd have some like really specific, it always takes this form or it usually takes this form, but you can't with a boogeyman. Mm -hmm. It's some completely made up bullshit. Spoiler alert. It's the boogeyman's not real, but he's a catch all. Yeah. Yeah. Shapeshifter by default. Throw whatever shit we want onto him. Like the boogeyman can either be a witch or a human or completely formless or good or bad. Like he's good in some countries, like not all good. Let's right. let's not pretend that the boogeyman is like some angelic figure somewhere. Is, is, is it Germany time. that thinks that? No, actually surprisingly, um, definitely not Germany. I'm trying to think which one is it? Um, it just seems like a very German thing. Oh no, we're gonna we're gonna talk about how mm-hmm. Germany feels about it, and they have yeah, very Germ- strong feelings. Germany's uh, is real fucked up. I I saw in your notes. I was like, oh yeah, you were right. Like Germany don't fuck around. Mm-mm. Like they got Germany, Bill Schnickel and everything. Yeah, Germany does the absolute most when it comes to fucking terrifying people. Yeah. So, um, I can't remember, but there are some cultures in which the boogeyman acts as a lawkeeper. So he's killing the bad guys and helping good people, but he's still killing, but it's bad guys. So nobody gives a shit, right? So, like John Wick. So, so like Congressman boogeyman, like are like, our congressmen actually trying to punish guilty parties? I mean, I don't, yeah. Different, different podcast. Yeah. Whole, whole different. <laughs> We're going to keep moving forward in boogeyman history. Um, <laughs> so in, in some cultures, the boogeyman just steals children and keeps them for a little while. Oh, and that's actually, uh, I'm going to come back to that, but that speaks to your point, Amanda. Um, but yes, there are some instances in which the boogeyman is good. Uh, in some instances, the boogeyman steals children for good reasons. And he'll give them back. <laughs> maybe yeah i That's read fine. i read about one of the cultures like like deeper into your notes i remember mm-hmm. reading one where it's like it still felt kind of menacing uh, i mean we'll yeah. get there eventually but we'll yeah. we'll, t- we'll table it for now <laughs> so i feel like since we keep bringing it up like we'll go ahead and jump in um is there any particular order of the cultures that we want to do or is it just like <laughs> No, I mean, uh, going through, um, like when I was, uh, rereading all your notes earlier, I thought the flow was great. Um, so, uh, I mean that I don't really think there's any particular order in which to tackle this that would be most appropriate. Um, then I'm gonna act local, think global, I guess local, like a hippie tagline, right? Yes. Think local, Mm -hmm. act global or whatever. Yeah, something anyway, you say if you want to sound like you know what you're talking about. You have to be wearing Birkenstocks when you say it, though. That's true. It doesn't count. Yeah, you have to be a douchebag. <laughs> PowerPoint. Um, so. PowerPoint. Your presentation tool. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay. Sorry. So starting here. No, you're good. So starting in the U.S., you know, the I feel like we've all heard boogeyman stories. Like he. 
he, she, it, I don't know. It's probably genderless and I'm assigning it a gender. Uh, but the boogeyman will come out of the dark and take you if you don't eat all your dinner or go to bed on time is a big one. Like you have to go to bed on time or the boogeyman will get you. Um, doesn't get the bad children whose parents don't assign them a bedtime, but like weird, but okay. It's it's not across the board. He's very selective mm-hmm. in in who he snatches. So yeah, like no set figure, no set shape. The only set thing he's got in the U.S. is that he take takes eats. I don't know. I also feel like the thread is very unspecified here. Mm-hmm. In other cultures, the thread is very specific. You know exactly what the boogeyman is about to do. But in the U.S., it's just I don't know. He's going to come get you. It, you if, don't want it. It feels very uh, much a product of a. Um, a western culture thing for us to just piecemeal the shit out of it and like just make it whatever we want like the boogeyman itself as a shapeshifter like it we it it is whatever use we're looking for in that particular instance yeah and it's i mean it's super useful that way right Mm -hmm. if you're gonna have a monster make it a monster who can do whatever the fuck you want yeah because otherwise, what's the point of the monster? It's exactly. Yeah. So, moving south of the border. Uh, into, <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she did. Into the Spanish-speaking countries. Mm-hmm. You've got a couple of different versions that are very regional. So, El Coco or El Cucu. Cucu. El Cucu. Cucu. I was excited that you had this one on here because I had actually something to chime in with, but I'll let <gasps> you go ahead. So El Coco was given that name specifically uh, because in in some regions, their boogeyman, El Coco, has a very hairy brown face. And apparently they decided to refer to a coconut and not an ape. I guess, I don't know. Okay. They probably have more coconuts than apes. Sure. Naturally. I don't know. Yeah. South Uh, America. Yeah. So El Coco is a short humanoid, right? So there's, this one has a distinct figure. Short humanoid Mm -hmm. with glowing red eyes, but they live under beds or in closets exactly where you would expect a monster to live. So it's very, very dependable that way. Um, and in some regions, the story is that El Coco actually started out as a human who died in a violent act. Some act of violence was committed on them and they died. And then he came back as El Coco to like fuck with other kids because fuck this shit. Mm-hmm. Um, that's It's not everywhere, though. That's not a standard set thing in all Spanish speaking countries. Um, but El Cuco is a variation that's also pretty localized. Puerto Rico, Dominican Republic, Chile, Uruguay, Panama, and Argentina, also a bedtime monster. If you don't go to bed on time, El Cuco is waiting for you. And it's apparently very exciting. Um, I don't know. Cool. There is Acuca, but that's Brazilian. But I want to come back to your point before we move on from El Cuco. Right. Um, I mean, it, it's just, it, 
I guess it was more of an anecdote than anything, but um, I, I've just been reading a lot of Stephen King lately, and uh, his book, The Outsider, uh, deals yeah. heavily. Have you read it? Okay. Cool. Read the book, watched the show. Okay, cool. I um, follow up. Yeah, I, I liked the, I mean, uh, the in terms of the boogeyman in um, El Cuco, uh, it's pretty similar between um, the book and the movie, like how they translated it to, or I'm, I'm sorry, the series, um, the way they translated it, it, they managed to stay pretty close to the source material. Um, but yeah, like um, it was just, a, it was a treat to, um, to read that. Cause it, it sounded like, um, you know, King like actually did a bunch of research for this and, you know, wanted to be culturally accurate. Um, and, uh, you know, you have like an actual Hispanic, uh, Spanish speaking character, uh, who is one of the detectives in the book and the series. And he chimes in, he's a lot, and he's like one of the uh, non-believers. He's like, you talking about El Cuco? Like he was a fucking like kid's tale. Like when we were kids, like he was the boogeyman that they told us like, Hey, eat eat all your peas and carrots or else, you know, El Cuco is coming to get you. Um, and then the boogeyman shows up and like kills everyone. So I'm just kidding. That doesn't actually happen. It does. Um, Jesus. (laughs) No, not everybody has had time. (laughs) Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Not, not everyone (laughs) dies. It is Stephen King. So some people die. I mean, right. It's okay. Um, but anyways, okay. like I said, it was more of an anecdote than anything. So, yeah. I know I'm a huge fan. I, like I was trying to remember if there was a mention of that in If It Bleeds. I don't know if they mentioned El Cuco um, in that one. I think it was just. I don't. I. F- it's been a while since I read that. I actually I just read it read that one for the first time. And that was the one that had the, uh, Holly Gibney novella in it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Um, was, was that what the one with the villain that was pretty much grounded in reality or, or was that a, a supernatural being? Uh, I want to say it was more supernatural, but again, uh, it's, yeah, I can't go back and reread it. I read it right after it first came out. Yeah. It it was good. It's been a minute. Yeah, Holly. Yeah, Holly Gibney is probably my favorite Stephen King character. Like, she's amazing. Um, like just the way that she's been like fleshed out over all her appearances. Like, she's a great character. But, anyways, yeah. All right. So, uh, going back to Brazil, we have Acoca or Acuca. I I apologize to all Spanish speaking people. I'm not one of you. Um, so Acuca which linguistically the A on the end makes it female, which I do think it's interesting that this one is definitely very gendered. Mm -hmm. So there are two, and I don't know if it's regional, but there's two variations of Akuka. One is like this human alligator woman, which creepy. Like, are we thinking Egyptian, alligator head woman body or is it the reverse because i don't know which one's creepier i don't know they're both terrifying yeah um yeah either way it's not good yeah i i I mean my mind would automatically go to the the first one the egyptian uh style representation that's where the teeth are right yeah so if you're gonna be terrifying in a alligator form yeah i'd say like 
pretty much human body with an alligator mm-hmm. head and like maybe like scales instead of skin or like scales mixed with skin. Yeah, that could be fucking scary. There should be if there's not a, a movie or book about that already. I, I'd I'd watch the shit out of that. Oh, I want to read a graphic novel about that. Like yeah. 100%. Like, let's do this shit. Yeah, that'd be sick. So, now that we've created that amazing visual picture, <laughs> which I love, the other version of Akuka is just an old woman with a sack. <laughs> She's an old woman with a bag. Nice. She's the bag lady. She, yeah, which... Mm. Uh, yeah. So, in all of the stories and legends that I read about Akuka, I very much got the sense that she's like the anti-guardian angel. Where your guardian angel is always like watching out for you and stopping bad shit. Akuka is the one who's trying to do the bad shit to you. <laughs> like she's just her the only goal she's got in life is to fuck your shit up. And that explains so much about my life right now. How do we get <laughs> well, rid of one? Do we know? How do we stop it? Obviously, I'm an adult just, at this point, but I don't know. How do I get rid of? You know, maybe you need more guardian. Maybe your guardian angel should like clock out of the bar and come on, come on to where you are. Like your guardian <laughs> angel needs to be around you for it to work. I would think. I'm in so much trouble. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> so one of one of the things that I love so much about Akuga is. Well, and actually just the boogeyman in general, like the lullabies that people sing to their kids that involve fucking monsters because you're trying to get your your kid to go to sleep and you're trying to get them to just shut the fuck up and mm-hmm. go to sleep and rest because you have all this shit to do tomorrow. And then like a kooka, there's a lullaby about a kooka that says sleep child, sleep or else Coco will come and eat you. So you want your kid to go to sleep, but you're like, hey, this thing with maybe an alligator head, we don't actually know. It's just like, it's going to snap you up. If you don't go to sleep, right this one fucking second. Yeah, I don't have any logic uh, or <laughs> uh, like any light to shed on that one from from a parenting aspect. I got nothing. I mean, I, okay. yeah, I, I have yet as a parent to tell my kid like, hey, if you don't go to bed right now, like. Something's you know, gonna kill you, right? Yeah, like something is gonna come out of your closet and eat your fucking face. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't. I mean, I've said some regrettable shit uh, to my kid in the daylight hours, um, <laughs> but, uh, but not at night, right? Yeah, nothing in turn, nothing that will potentially keep them awake. Uh, so, did I you get those stories as a kid? Uh, like that would keep you up at night. That like your dad is like threatening you within an inch of your life because you won't shut the fuck up and go to sleep and he's like it's fine the monster in the closet is just gonna eat you no because like my parents they um they have a story where they uh one night it was 140 times like i got out of bed and they chased I love me that back they in bed it. and so it was like <laughs> i would this, too yeah oh, the yeah. story that they tell is like it's it's one night that uh, and it was over and done with where like, you know, I fought sleep. I, I tried to get in their bed, like just, you know, normal kid shit where I didn't want to sleep alone. You know, I was, I was just being a kid. And so I kept on getting up and apparent, apparently my, my parents lost track at like 140. Um, and, <laughs> and then like, I, I was just okay. Uh, so I, I've never really had issues with 
like sleeping at night. Um, I it's mean, I, because I, you're still trying to make up for that one night of getting up 140 times. I guess I'm exhausted listening to that, <laughs> let alone having so, to do that. I have a question. Okay. Um, this 140 times, was it over the course of what time period are we talking about here? Is this from like sun up to sundown or sundown to sun up? No, or this, is it like an hour? Uh, those are yeah, it, both it, ridiculous. Yeah. It, I'd imagine like from 8 or 9 p.m. to like 6 or 7 the next morning. Like within. God bless. Yeah. The normal sleeping time frame. So like. But here's the takeaway. Like, don't feel bad for my parents because the way, like I said, the way they tell it, it was like one night of pain that they did that. And then all of a sudden, like, I was just, I was fine to sleep on my own. Um, Maybe a few instances here or there, but for the most part, fine. We have been dealing with sleep issues with both of our kids since they were born. Um, and, And just, they will not fucking sleep ever. And so I... Anytime I my parents try and bring up that story to maybe make me feel bad, I'm like, "Hey, fucking cram it up your cram hole, bitch!" One night, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, that's me talking to my dad. <laughs> I know. That's why I say, "Whoa." <laughs> yeah, yeah. I call my dad bitch. That's the kind of you know basis that we're we're on. Um, but, but yeah. Anyway, you're on a first name basis with your dad <laughs> on a first name bitch basis. Hey, bitch, get over here and have sex with Charlie Murphy. <laughs> How many times has your dad said that to you or vice versa? Uh, to have sex with Charlie Murphy? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't think he's ever told me to have sex with Charlie Murphy. Okay. Your relationship is normal. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> well, that's <good laughs> We can know. continue now. It's not, but. <laughs> anyway. Portugal. Let's go to Portugal. I love that she has no idea what to do with you. (laughs) (laughs) Portugal also has a coca, uh, but, well, God, (laughs) y'all. Again, native English speaker, working on learning Spanish, don't speak any of these other languages that I'm about to talk about, so I'm going to need some grace on all of this, but... Um, in Catalonia, there's the Cucafera de Tortosa, which is a turtle woman. It's really oh. just how I'm going to describe that. So nice. This is why I ask about the alligator woman, like alligator head or alligator body, because Cucafera de, de Tortosa has a tortoise's body with a horn spine, dragon claws, and a dragon head but it's a woman again like the office like we need to find an animal to sacrifice that's the body of a meerkat with the head of, head a, of lion. A, a lion and the face of a um a walrus <laughs> <laughs> she's just like well i will do some research <laughs> because what else do you say to that Exactly. I'm going to get right on that. Is the only only way you get out of that conversation. I'll yeah. go look on Wikipedia. Yeah, I'll go Google this shit right now. Right. Um, so, <laughs> Cuca Faraday Tortosa has a very specific diet. She's got a regimen. She needs three cats 
and three children and she needs to eat them every night. I don't know why. Like, let's keep in mind, none of my sources said she needs to eat them to live or she needs to eat them for nutritional value. It's just she needs to eat them. Period. It's really just a want and desire at this point. Like, I mean, I need cake. <laughs> so I get it. Cake doesn't keep me alive, but it is delicious. not having cake. Right? And it's not a lie. So it's fine. Exactly. <laughs> um, moving, moving globally. So in Egypt, again, not a native Egyptian speaker, the, and I did Google this to try and get this right. And I've already forgotten it. So we're just like busting, busting goals here. The Abu Riggle Mashluka. That's pretty good. Can you say it three times fast? Nope. No, I can't. I can't even <laughs> say it one more time. If I'm being honest, no offense. I'm trying my best. Um, translates to man with a burnt or skinned leg. Which sounds Again, fucking a- terrifying. Yeah, like a very specific mental image, like a very specific physical thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, why is America all just like, oh, the boogeyman? I, I can't tell you. I don't know what the guy looks like. And everybody else <laughs> We're is like, very lazy. We literally named him man with a skinned leg. Like, what else? What other description do you need to go find him? <laughs> and America's just like, I we uh yeah we're not known for our creativity when it comes to folklore we we rely heavily on other countries mm-hmm. That's, yes like we're the country who literally said fuck you to england we're gonna drive in the other direction yes like <laughs> like no, that's, that's literally the reason why we drive on the opposite side of the road is just a giant middle finger <laughs> to everybody yeah like we're yeah, gonna like, do things our own way I and I was I'm glad you said that because I was going to say the same thing like we literally actively chose to travel differently from England just to be like fuck all y'all exactly Um, we can also talk about our measuring system if we want to do that imperial (laughs) versus metric we're the one country in the world who's like I see what everybody else is doing and you can all go fuck yourselves (laughs) I'm gonna make something up Right. And, and you're then, not going to understand it. Right. Yeah. And and not only are we going to do something different, but we're also going to use things like football fields in terms of measurements. Like, yes. Like this brontosaurus was three football fields long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we mean a very specific football. We don't mean European football, which is my <laughs> husband will tell you is not football. Like we're going to use your same words just wildly differently. <laughs> exactly. Go fuck yourselves. Rest yeah. of the world. So that's how we do it here. America. America. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wish that we could have timed that better. I we know. would have been like the best backup vocalist. Um You did great. Okay. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> so in England, or sorry, Egypt. JK in Egypt. Same thing. Right. Um the Egyptian boogeyman, the man with a burnt or skinned leg, has a has a really specific backstory too. This was a child who was not listening to his parents. Again, the theme. He wasn't listening to his parents, so he burnt his leg. And now he wreaks his revenge on bad kids, but he takes it a step further by cooking them to eat them. 
So again, there there is a specific threat attached to this one. Nice. They have a description and a specific threat, and they have their shit way more together than we do. <laughs> yeah, at least they commit to the bit. Yeah, like they. To be fair, Egypt has also been around as a country way longer than the United States. They've had time to kind of like refine that story and work some details in and sure. make it stick. Whereas, yeah. like, today, if you tried to say, oh, the boogeyman is basically, like, it's got the head of E.T. and the, the body of a lion, we're going to be like... Oh, That's hot. You might be on crack, <laughs> but okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, moving further south in the continent of Africa. Um, in South Africa... Tokoloshi is a small creature um, in in two cri- in two cultures, including the Zulu. Um, and I th- Tokoloshi seems to kind of fit in with a lot more, uh, as you would expect, African spiritual practices. So this is a monster that is brought about by a healer, which is interesting because it's not like Tokoloshi is a good guy. Um, this one's real fucked up. This one's just, I know we're, this one's fucked up. So the healer, clearly not a good healer because they create a monster that is a small muscular guy. Um, confusingly also described as a giant in a lot of my sources. So it's a small muscular giant. One of these things is not like the other one. But in any case, he has a giant dick and his entire purpose, he is the entire thing he is conjured for is to rape women in their sleep. So so does that mean that this particular boogeyman is only a threat to women? Yes. Okay. So uh, like, does that mean that the little boys and, and men, they, they can fuck around and not have to find out, not find out. Yeah. Yeah, like, okay, um, well, that's... Yes. That ain't right. Right? Um, I mean. <laughs> don't, I don't, I don't love it for the women in these cultures. No. Um, Get it together. Uh, not cool. <laughs> right, I mean, we need a big dick, small giant to rape men as well. Right? E- equal, equal rights. rights. <laughs> exactly. All I'm asking for is a small giant with a giant dick to treat women and men the same way like job applications car loans raping in their sleep all of it right yes men women gender fluid non-binary doesn't matter you getting raped in one of your holes (laughs) see i feel like i took it too far but then i felt like you to use a foot american football term punted it down the field <laughs> you're welcome american football <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a sharp turn up north to <laughs> alabama i thought they said <laughs> alabama for a second i was like whoa that is a very okay, sharp look. turn but not one nobody wants to take like, exactly uh first of all roll tide y'all <laughs> <laughs> whatever Richard really is a football fan. So I wear a lot of red. Sure. Um, there you it's go. also my favorite color. Go Good fuck job. yourself. <laughs> mm. um, 
Albania, which is a country, which is not Alabama. Those are yeah, one of those things. Is not like the other one. There's Booba, which is a snake monster. So again, a form. And Lubia. Lubia is also a snake monster. I don't know why I do this for snake monster. I don't really feel like because you have to make the little things. Snake jazz. Yeah, it is a podcast, but we we can see <laughs> Ashley, and she's she's it's like double quotes, but yep. instead of quotes, they are but fangs. like holding them up there, like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, just like little fangs that I keep fangs. moving. It's it's, I don't, it's it's like White from Dodgeball, where he's like, yeah, we yes. will, we will. <laughs> oh my god! I just pictured That's that exactly scene so well in my head. And yep. I haven't seen that in a while. Best be your bib, Lafleur, because things are about to get messy. <laughs> PowerPoint. PowerPoint. Um, I'm sorry. I can't stop saying it. It's so much fun. So, it is fun. The Lubia, it, it's very, from the stories that I read, a Lubia is very comparative to the, the Greek Hydra. You know, you cut off one head, four spring back. How the fuck do you kill this? Is my question. Uh, again, Lubia, misogynist. Only eats little girls. Rude. That is uh, that is very rudeness, Giuliani, uh, right there. Um, I, I don't get it. Like that's that should be another like uh, tangential deep dive. Is why some of these boogeymen are only a threat to one gender. Like I'm, and and I, I'm wondering if some of them are. Uh, I, unless I, I missed it in your notes, are, are any of them partial to males? Like some, some are. Yes. Well, so there are some who will spe- specifically seek out men who have committed a crime. Okay. They're not like going after men just because men exist. The misogyny is coming from inside the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> there are. <laughs> That is glorious. Oh my god, that was that was most excellent. Thank you for that. <laughs> I don't even know how to like go back to straight face after that. Um, the majority of boogeyman stories in different cultures are just kids, right? Like boys, girls, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, intergender, whatever, doesn't matter. They're just going after kids. But the ones that target adults typically seems based on my limited research, like 90% of the time seek out women mm-hmm. and will only attack men if they've done something wrong. So fuck you, boogeyman. <laughs> exactly. It's fucked up. Listen, we're going to, we're going to hit all of the, all of the topics today, gender, race, all of it. And now we're because- on Germany, which is like. A problem in and of itself. Buckle up, bookeroos. Um, yes. Which, what I love about this is, you know, that, like, the the joke that you see on, like, memes or I've seen it on greeting cards, like, tell somebody you love them, but tell them in German, because when you yell it, it's scary and confusing, much like life, like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Butchered right. that entirely. No, actually, you I got mean, that really close. Like, <laughs> I've seen it so many fucking times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because it is also true. Yes. 
And fun fact, I did try to learn German as a child. I didn't make it very far. Fuck that. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I just wasn't sure if I was saying everything right. And guarantee you that I wasn't. And I'm about to not say this right either. But everything sounded so angry. And it mm-hmm. does. I mean, it's so in Germany, they have der Schwarzman, which means the black man. But it's not literally a black man. Right. It's just like a, like a dark figure. A, yeah. It's just a like a shadowy, shadowy figure yeah. that hides in dark corners. Um, der Schwarzman also targets bad children because that's the, the theme. underlying theme of like this, the whole thing. If you haven't grasped that yet, we really do have a problem. Like it's, if you haven't gotten that theme yet, you should probably go back to the beginning and start over and listen this time. Um, so there are so Italy for example their boogeyman is an actual black man like an African person oh cool can't speak Italian Italian I can't even say it apparently (laughs) Luomo Nero Um, Luomo Nero is a black ghost with no legs so how does he get around um, he's he a float? ghost. Okay, well, I guess that's fair. I didn't think about that, did I? He, he just floats around. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Amanda Frack. Uh-huh. Like just bringing logic to the fucking conversation. Rude. But First, did, of did all. you say he was a ghost? Like I'm just. Yeah, no, I did. I said okay. that, and then I was like, <laughs> "How does he move?" <laughs> um, he that, floats. That was that was me <laughs> making ghost floaty sounds. <laughs> Is that? Okay, you know what? Yes. Just go That's what goes don't like. ask yes. questions. Just keep okay. going. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's what it sounded so, like in my head. This is very one of the rare instances. Do what? I said it was very Scooby-Doo-ish. Yeah. Like yes. his ghost. Yes. Yeah, that's where it came PowerPoint to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> PowerPoint to you. Always bringing it back. So I'm, I'm going to stop saying that. I feel like I'm getting on everybody's nerves. So... This is one of the only cultures in which their boogeyman that does something to kids is not necessarily a bad figure. So he takes them away, basically, to a mysterious place. Okay, I should say this is probably deeply traumatizing to a child. I'm sure the millions of Italian children that this has happened to can back me up on this. Uh, But... (laughs) Lomo Nero takes the children away for a year and they go to a mysterious place. So we don't know anything about it because it's Mm -hmm. mysterious. We don't know what happens behind the scenes because it's mysterious, but the children come back. They return. So are the children better when they get back or are they just terrified and rock in the corner, hugging their knees for the rest of their life? When I find the survivor support group, I'll call you. I'll let you know. Um, there's no got, idea, like there's, there's no yeah there's got to be a jalo film uh floating out there on on the black man on lumonero like there's got to be oh. one out there you know what i didn't think of i have an italian friend i could have asked them did i do that no well you, you, you can ask and and get back to us and we'll post it on social medias there you go there um 
Yeah, I uh, did. You mean to skip over Greece uh, and I did Russia? Yeah, I was going with the black man theme. Oh, okay. Just, My bad. Not along. No, you're so- good. No, we're gonna come back to Greece. Um, Greece <laughs> and Cyprus have yeah, boogeymen like the U.S. does. There's okay. very similar, shapeless, formless, bad children. Uh, Singapore. Oh, y'all forgive me for Singapore. Abu Nene is also very similar. Uh, okay. But Russia has the Baba Yaga or Baba Yaga. Mm-hmm. John Wick. She is yes. terrifying. Like, I, we ain't messing I, with Baba Yaga. I didn't even go to Google Images on that one. I was just like, hey, I'm just going to keep it moving. Just, okay. All you have to know <laughs> is is that it's John Wick. And I mean, I believe that. that's also Listen, terrifying. She is also very if, terrifying. If John Wick is the boogeyman, <laughs> Sign me up. I will not go to bed. Ever. I fucking refuse. I want that. I want that <laughs> shit real hard. Uh-huh. So, um, going back sort of to, I don't want to call it the Middle East, but the Middle East area. In Afghanistan, you have the Madar E. Oh. Sure. In Afghanistan, you have a boogeyman-based creature that kills infants in their cribs so don't know what those babies did wrong but in afghanistan that's they blame it on them i don't know <laughs> maybe instead of sids that that's what they have instead of sids i guess that's which and some of these there's very clear you can see exactly you know the psychology stepping in of, sure i don't know what to call this so this is clearly the devil yeah right yeah like we're also, like, you know, we, we don't want to sound like we're being culturally insensitive. Like, yeah, we're, we're like, we will far and away make the most jokes at our own country's expense. Um, but we've already proven to, that. Like, other countries. We have a rich like, landscape here. We don't need to, we're not trying to start wars with other countries. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, no, like we, we try to do the same thing. Like when we, uh, when my old co-host Ted, uh, and I did our ghost and spirits episode, cause like, you know, in the U S it's one thing, but in other countries, like in, um, in a lot of Asian countries, like ghosts and spirits are a big deal. Um, as, as oh, you, yeah. as a historian very well know. Um, so yeah, I just, I mean, I just feel like my viewpoint is the U S fought the American revolution and beat Britain's ass. Then we fought the war of 1812 and beat Britain's ass again. And then we fought the Mexican American war and fought the next, like we fought the the largest power in the world. And then the second largest power in the world. And we beat both their asses multiple times over the course of centuries. So like, yes, We've got this. <laughs> Our ghosts are not scary to us. Like we're we're not fucking with these ghosts. We fought England and Mexico. Fuck y'all ghosts. Exactly. I mean, no. the the most uh, the the scariest thing walking around here is men. Okay, just white males. Um, <laughs> Power. <laughs> <laughs> That is, that is just our chosen phrase of affirmation this evening, and, and just for for the rest I'm so of life, sorry. it's yeah. just powerpoints. Like instead of being like right on or yes or correct, like powerpoint. 
You can thank the office <laughs> and David for reminding me of PowerPoint. Right. Thank you, Steve Carell. Thank yeah. you. So Steve Carell would not want to go to France and meet France's boogeyman because right. it's Le Croque Matin, the hand cruncher. You can't <laughs> PowerPoint if your hand is crunched. Wow. What a great way to <laughs> pull that into one cohesive <laughs> Around. Man, who knew that we were like uh, no, this good? You effectively cannot PowerPoint. Um, and I we love the specificity crunch. of the hand cruncher. Like, like he's not going to come like abduct you or like rape you with his giant dick. Like he's just, he's going to come out of nowhere and he's just going to mangle your fucking fist. Yeah. I mean, why though? Like, why is this what French people are afraid of? Um, do they, they like do to a smoke and masturbate modeling? and they need their hands for it? I don't know. That's all I got. Where does cheese fit in this picture? You need because you need your hand to eat cheese and drink your wine. Something's got to hold it. There you go. Um, so Le Croque-Matane will come after you if you are a bad child. So... Um, I, I, I don't even, I would like to ask a French person, like a French born person. Why are you afraid of having your hand crushed? Yes, it does sound awful. Okay. Look, I'm not disputing that. It sounds horrible. I don't want my hand crushed. Why is that specifically the name of your boogeyman though? You ask know, a I, French person. I'm wondering if it has to do just because, you know, when you're a kid, like you have like sticky fingers, you know, you, you just both literally and figuratively, you know, you're like always yeah. trying to touch things that aren't yours, steal things, you know, because your morality is not fully in check yet. So you're just, you know, trying to do things. And, you know, um, I mean, I, I know, uh, you know, until you are a parent and you have kids. No. Uh, Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, I'll that, never know love. Right. Yes. Um, <laughs> un- until you have before. a no. child. Until you. No. Uh, um, <laughs> you cannot understand how they fucking touch everything. I was going to say, until I have a child, I can't understand how much you want to crunch their hands. Like. Yeah. Um, no, I would. <laughs> this This is an effective boogeyman. Yeah. Like I, I could. France, I'm on your level. You know, it's a weird one, but you know, I I can I can dig this shit. Uh the hand cruncher, like that's metal as fuck. Like you can't do devil horns if you if, know, if your no hand is hand. crunched. Exactly. Yeah. Well, so that's the other question I have. When we say hand cruncher, do we mean like he just squeezes your hand too hard? Like that guy did at the seventh grade dance? Or is it like my guess he is breaks no. your fucking hands until they just don't exist? Because both of That's... those happened to me at seventh grade dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was too hard. Let go. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's never what she says. <laughs> That's what he says quite often. I've yep. come to uh, find out. All right. Apparently, well. I'm Le Croque Matain. Um, <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to snort laugh right now. I, I love how like the confusion over France's boogeyman has just evolved to like the best one. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah, I'd... which is it's France. That's right. not how this should have worked. Can now effectively be like a, Listen, a the only thing they got going mascot. It's all they got going for him. Yeah, they have cheese and they have croissants, so they've got. But a lot they're going late for tired. Yeah, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so actually, the next culture I probably should have included in the bounds of North America because it is in the bounds of North America. Uh, the Inuit people mm-hmm. have a not entirely bad. I'll be honest, like a medium level boogeyman can be bad can be good and that's the how you pull how you pollic man i looked that up too how you i think that sounds um, right yeah so this again not described as either man or woman so we'll just say non-binary with super long fingernails like super long fingernails green skin long hair and they live under the water which makes sense, I feel like, for the Inuit people, because they are, they tend to live near oceans. Mm-hmm. From yeah. what very, very little I know about the Inuit people, I apologize for not knowing more <laughs> about that. <laughs> um, the, the Inuit also had, oh, I didn't Google this one. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wing this and again, apologize. Ijirak? Ijirak? Sure. I-J-I-R-A-Q. This particular entity will kidnap children, just like the, um, which one? Just like the Italian one. Luomo right. Nero. The black man. Yes. Also kidnaps children. But if the kids are smart, they can convince the monster to let them go. Hmm. So Ooh, they so can you're get telling, away from this one. You're telling them to be good power. and to learn and be smart. Yeah. And if they're smart, they can convince apparently a mildly stupid monster because like <clears throat> if you're not as smart as a seven year old, maybe you shouldn't be a monster who kidnaps children. Or maybe the monster appreciates that they were trying to take the time to learn and be a better person and they're gonna let that one go. Because mm. they yeah, show 100% that would be me. Like you even make half of an effort to save your life, you put one coherent sentence together, okay, you can go home too. All right, that's, that's fair. <laughs> Send your brother my way because he's stupid, though. <laughs> like, tell your brother to come out to the forest because he's dumber than you are. He's dumb as go. shit. <laughs> so, so, and there are a couple of cultures, like I said, that are kind of similar as far as their version of the boogeyman. Maybe not being like the biggest dick um, or apparently not having the biggest dick. I don't know. South yeah. Africa. Weiwei Gombel is in Indonesia and if you are a parent who is not good to your kid Weiwei Gombel will come and take them from you it's like Weiwei Gombel is CPS right you're a bad parent Weiwei Gombel takes them away from you and keeps them in a treetop nest so that they're safe and happy this this is the one that I was really fascinated with. So it's kind of like the reverse. Like it's a boogeyman for adults, right? Yes. Well, I mean, Ish. I feel like if you... Yes, I would say yes. I just feel like if you're a parent and you're bad to your kid, 
you clearly don't love that child. Like, are you really afraid of having the kid taken away? I guess yes. Like, that's I don't know. Yeah, that's also a rabbit hole that we don't have time to go down. Mm-mm, we're just <laughs> but at least in this one, the children are safe. Yeah, the right. children are kept in a the children are nest. better. They are fed well, and they are spoiled. That sounds lovely. Right? Like, it's, so I said Indonesia, but it's some areas of Japan and Indonesia. Um, And, yeah, like, the children are taken care of until the parents feel really fucking bad. And they miss their kids. And then Weiwei Gombel will bring the children back. So, again, the children can return probably fatter and mouthier than they were before because they've been at grandma's house and they got spoiled. But, you know, that's not too bad. Yeah. There you go. I do have a question for Pakistan. (laughs) So Pakistan has, again, going to mispronounce this. It looks like it's mama, M-A-M-M-A. But I don't speak Pakistani, so I don't know the cultural inflection. This one, again, specifically gendered as a man. I don't like the way I'm about to phrase this <clears throat> is a man who is into young girls. Don't like saying that <laughs> he will kidnap them. And in order to make sure these little girls are never able to leave them, he will lick their hands and feet and then they can't leave. And all of that feels very gross. And I've already showered once, but I'd like to shower again. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really weird um, and specific, but gross enough. Like to... somebody's fetish just got leaked, and they're like, "Oh God, I have to make a cover-up story." I'm like I have to turn this. I have to spin this somehow so that I'm I'm the good person. You can't look at me weird. Like it's this thing. Like this thing just comes and does it. This is how I know about it. Like I think you might be onto something. I'm just saying. Yeah. Because that one is just, very oddly specific to the point that you're like, mm, you're hiding something. Yeah, like, how did you come up with <clears throat> this? I need details. And yeah. honestly, based on my comparison of Weiwei Gombel being CPS, maybe Weiwei Gombel needs to step in here <laughs> and ask a couple of questions and see what's going on. Quite possibly. None of that sounds good. Um, Going back to Central and Southern America, my favorite. My favorite to say, anyway, El Hombre de la Bosa. I like fancy. Or also, El Hombre del Saco. Which is also fun to say. (laughs) Yeah, also fun to say. And I feel like you don't have to know a ton of Spanish to understand the word saco. Mm -hmm. It's El Hombre del Saco is the sack man. Um, De La Bolsa is the same thing. It's just those are two different words for sack or bag. Uh, But this is, I kind of feel bad for this one a little bit. Like the description is a quote impossibly ugly old man. Oh. And when I was doing my research, I actually like stopped. I stopped and paused and I was like, okay, what does an impossibly ugly old man look like? And then I just sat and thought about the various ways in which 
an impossibly ugly old man could look like for a really long time. You and could, then I remembered that I was trying to do something. I so. mean, you could just hop on an AI art generator and be like, hey, um, generate me an impossibly fucking ugly old man from South America. Oh, terrifying. Yeah. Okay, um, I have to stop thinking about it. I was really hoping that you had a drawing that you were going to hold up. That was oh, just going to be like a stick figure. <laughs> Let's just Google him and see if somebody else has made some art. Of oh, this sounds like nightmare fuel. I wouldn't recommend that. De la bolsa. Okay, well, pictures of John Wick come, have come up. Like, that's the majority of these that. pictures. Fine. Yeah, like, again, if John Wick is the boogeyman. Come get me. I'll go out. Like, right now. Like, I am ready. Let's go. I'll be making the front yard, y'all. I'm I'm hoping it's the the the, the very big dick boogeyman. It's Keanu. I mean, yeah. it has to be. I would like to find out. I don't know that I ever expected John Wick to to flow through this entire episode, but I'm so glad it does. First of all, I love John Wick. Second of all, love Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like those two are given palate cleanser. Yeah. Yeah. Those two are given. Um, and if you don't like John Wick and or Keanu Reeves, you can just get the fuck out of here. Okay. Basically like what? Okay. I don't know if you're going to let this stay in the episode. So I don't know if you need a time marker. What? I don't know if you need a time marker on this one because I don't know if you're going to want to keep this in the episode. Oh, She's about okay. to fuck your shit up. Yep. Okay. Well, hold on. Best Let go, me go, best friend. Uh, one hour, nineteen minutes. Yep. And and if he does leave this in the episode, like I apologize in advance for wasting your time. Okay. What do you got? Damn it! The punchline's already gone now. But like, if you don't like John Wick and you don't like things, um, is that why Ted's not the host and co-host anymore? What is that? Why Ted's not the co-host anymore? Because he doesn't like anything. (laughs) No, he loves John Wick. Like he's the one who introduced he introduced me to John Wick. Didn't know that Ted was capable of liking things. Yeah, yeah, he likes lots of things. (laughs) Just not the Office or PowerPoints. He likes The Office as well. Just not Pam. Correct. Okay. He, he okay. is not a Pam fan. Okay. But if he, maybe I've only ever heard the, on Reddit, the things too. that he yeah, doesn't um, like. Yeah. No, there are lots of Pam haters uh, out there. But if I'm going to shit on any characters, uh, it's going to be either Phyllis or Nelly. Um, Ooh, like, I'm in with fact, you on both. I am, uh, this Facebook group might have even gotten shut down because I haven't seen any posts, uh, lately, but <laughs> it is, yeah, it is a literally a Facebook group called we hate Phyllis. Um, and I didn't think she was that bad and all day long. It is just people dunking on Phyllis lap and Vance. Like, and every time they talk about how terrible she is, they don't call her Phyllis. They call her phallus. <laughs> it is the funniest shit i've ever seen like it like i said it might have gotten shut down because of all the hate because facebook can the algorithm has yet to decipher um subtlety and nuance um so yeah yeah like i i'm also in like a deep tracks um group which is just you know deep track 
office quotes and someone was quoting the uh the episode with, with the mafia and i chimed in with uh yeah buy my uh buy my insurance or i burn your warehouse down and my post got uh or my comment got taken down by facebook because they said it incited violence oh my god and i was like oh my like if facebook if you only knew how fucking ridiculous you were being right now if you only knew how much you need to hang on to people that are still using facebook <laughs> Yeah, especially after the lawsuit this week that has been filed by 42 states. <laughs> like, I haven't heard about this one. Oh, shit. It's, um, it's a mental health thing, basically. But you can, if you can get 42 out of 50 states to agree that what you're doing is harmful to people's mental health, you're doing something real wrong. Like, hmm. Uh, but it's particularly age or particularly aimed at protecting minors and essentially the the lawsuit and Tennessee just joined it this week, which okay. is basically why I know about it. Um, but the lawsuit basically alleges that Meta, which of course owns Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, is knowingly and purposefully using deceitful practices and pushing content that is harmful to minors mental health. Hmm. So, and I think, I think, you know, you can kind of see that in the TikTok challenges, but also in, um, I mean, that's like physically and mentally bad for their health, like eating Tide Pods and shit, mm -hmm. but then just like promoting unrealistic body standards is, is really it. So I'm kind of, I'm following it. Cause I'm kind of interested to see where that goes, but like I said, if 42 out of 50 states have already joined this lawsuit, lawsuit, I have done so many up. thoughts on that, and I want to do a podcast on it. Okay, because yeah. no, I mean that's that's the I business could, of social media, yeah. Just in general, is getting people to stay on their platform, and people respond to negative negativity much more than positivity. Um, which will increase the chances of them staying on there because they're constantly looking for positive reinforcement, which they won't find, so they stay on there longer. Yeah. But is and that I mean, Facebook's the entire fault? Hmm? Is that Facebook's fault? Yeah, because they are in, set up. So an argument can be made <clears throat> for both ways. Um, should parents moderate the time uh, that they spend on the app? Absolutely. Um, but Facebook in, like Ashley said, um, they have written algorithms that specifically target, uh, your interests. I mean, you know, that's why you end up seeing ads for shit that you yeah. just Googled five seconds ago. Um, and but if you're, I mean, it's hard. It just feeds into that personality. Yeah. And and the sounds wrong because like fuck their algorithms and, and basically fuck Facebook even using Instagram and whatever TikTok all of it like fuck all of it, but at one point now I get it because like Facebook's fucking changed. MySpace yeah. was always better, so like whatever. Mm -hmm. But like if you take something. All it's doing is giving you more of what you're currently looking at. Right. So if all you're doing is looking at the negativity and the bullshit and feeding into it, 
personality problem versus a Facebook problem? Because on the same switch, if you're looking at something happy and positive and like good all the time, it's going to keep giving you that. So it's reinforcing whatever you're looking at anyway. And I feel like that's a human problem, not a Facebook problem. And we're instead of dealing with stuff ourselves, we're forced like we're putting thoughts onto Facebook and an app. And they do certain things very intentionally. Yeah. See, I was going to say that. But how much can you blame on that? Like, if all you do is look at, I don't know. So, yeah, I I like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I I have so many thoughts on it. You get out of it what you put into. Exactly. You get out of it what you put into it. But at the same time, I think the issue is that Meta, as a as a company as a business model is monetizing that mm-hmm. they're monetizing mm-hmm. that negativity so they're specifically looking at the monetization of it way, at the at monetizing you and your tastes and your likes and what's going to upset you um so that you'll like keep hate clicking and you keep doom scrolling and you keep like typing fuck you to random strangers on the internet mm-hmm. um but they i think that's where the problem lies for me is this is just humans this is what we're going to do this is who we are as 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 animals on this planet yeah. like we have this drive to do this i'm going to say you know we lots of historical but, data on that like that's just what the fuck we do. Like, yeah, this is, it's always been a thing, but Meta is monetizing those negative feelings and they're heightening them. And I mean, so many studies have been done about society as a whole um, since the introduction of social media. Like, we're getting dumber oh, by the day. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge part of the problem, but that's, Hmm. you know, I was going to be able to dovetail this beautifully back into the boogeyman (laughs) and be like, you know, I just completely derailed it. (laughs) You actually kind of did, but it's okay. (laughs) I love you. I love you so much. Anyway, you're my favorite. (laughs) Um, But it's okay. So I actually can make a connection much like social media. The boogeyman can either be, a chaotic good, a chaotic neutral, or a chaotic evil. Like, what you decide the boogeyman is, that's what the boogeyman is. And apparently, unless you live in France and then your hands get crushed. <laughs> we weren't talking. We were talking about El Hombre de la Bolsa. <laughs> so... This one, I think, is super interesting to me. Like this sack man, the impossibly ugly old man who collects bad children to eat them, but parents can sell their children to El Hombre de la Bolsa. Which seems like, like I said in here, parents who are disappointed that their kids didn't come home for dinner on time can give their children to this monster to be eaten. (laughs) Which I feel like is a very specific, a very specific emotion to parents. Like, (laughs) not having kids at my age, 
I have heard so many people say, you'll never know what true love is and you'll never know, you'll never be truly happy. And you just, you don't understand what it's like. You don't understand the depths of emotions that you have, both positive and negative until you're a parent. And this one, I got to say, maybe I agree with you because I, I don't know that if my kid is like 30 minutes late to dinner, if I'm going to be like, here you go, impossibly ugly old man who eats children. You can have this one. I'm done. Like, it's not mine anymore. <laughs> yeah, maybe you had just one too many and you were like, oh, I should have had that abortion. <laughs> so now the bag man is like your, like your abortion your alternative. Your fail safe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, also, tangent, interesting news headline that I heard today. Um, so apparently since the overturn of Roe v. Wade, you know, there are, what, 12 states who have abortion bans? Yeah. Abortion has skyrocketed since the overturn of Roe v. Wade. Uh, of course it has. Yep. Yeah. Like, what did, what did people expect would happen? Mm-hmm. Like, did yeah. you really think people would stop seeking reproductive health care or, like, no? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. People, it's just, yeah, it's, it's America, you know? America. Yeah. We, we don't fucking know anything. <laughs> that's a fact. Let me tell you that's a fucking fact. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> the, the boogeyman. <laughs> so. I said earlier that El Hombre de la Bolsa was maybe my favorite name, but it turns out I forgot about Canada. Mm-hmm. Amanda knows how much I feel about Canada. Mm-hmm. In Canada is Bonhomme Septeurs. Which is the seven o'clock man. <laughs> Which kind of, okay, so I read this. Sorry, I, I have to interject. Sounds like quick. a sexy time name. Um, this sounds like the dude that comes over to fuck your mom. Uh, That's that your she- dick appointment. That's your dick man. <laughs> the, it, it's when mom is like, okay, honey, you need to finish up your chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese real quick because Dan is coming over. Yep. And uh, mom's pussy has been uh, real tight oh, lately. God. So. Oh, God. I'm going to throw up. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I love my mom. Uh, yeah. No. Apologies. That I woman have... is a saint. I... <laughs> Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. <laughs> I will take your mother, Dorothy Mantooth, out for a nice seafood dinner and then never call her yeah, again. That's exactly where I was going. Man, we're like, yeah. Uh, Anyways, the seven o'clock man, as the name implies, he comes around about seven o'clock. Um, Pretty sure Connor, he comes a little bit later. I hope, but that's okay. Oh, see what you did there. But I'm bumped. (laughs) He can arrive and then come. We don't know. And then finish. And then yeah, like and then I don't know. Come and go. I don't know what the dick man does at his dick appointment, but the dick appointment's at seven. Uh, <laughs> apparently, I okay, first of all, let me ask. I realize Canada is very far north, but I was raised in a United States public school system. So I have no concept of like geography or time mm-hmm. anywhere else in the world. Is it just really fucking dark at seven? Or are these parents like sending their kids to bed in like broad fucking daylight because they have a dick appointment. <laughs> well, what's happening in Canada? Pretty sure they created it before daylight savings time. And I don't even know if Canada has that. 
I don't think so. I think that's just a U.S. thing. And your, your first, I mean, Alaska has like, what, 30 days a night. So like, it has to be darker up there a lot earlier, I would assume. I think yeah. Alaska has more than 30 days of night, but just yeah, that probably. one particular one where the vampires were real bad. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if they, they're only concerned Josh about that Hardy? one month. That's fine. Yes. Yeah. Listen, same dude. Same. <laughs> um, so in, in Canada, if you don't go to bed by seven o'clock, um, you're going to get taken by the <laughs> seven o'clock man. Exactly. One thing. I have always joked like working in museums and things and, and talking particularly to kids about history. Like the one joke that I keep making is Americans got super lazy. So, and actually, I mean, people throughout history have, so like, you know, that's where last names originally started was your job. You know, if you were a tailor, your last name was Taylor. If you were a Miller, your last name was Miller. Like, and we named things after what they did. So apparently Canada is on that plan also. I mean, I guess Italy too, because the black man is called the black man, but right. anyway, bringing it back to the U S we'll bookend it with the U S because yeah. writing, writing out these notes, I did not, I didn't think globally. I was just like, let's go down the list. Let's just Google this and let's Google that. So this one is a little iffy and like your listeners can feel free to be like, fuck you. That's not a boogeyman. It doesn't fucking count. But I saw it on a lot of lists. So I included the Jersey devil as a boogeyman. Yeah. I think that is, I've seen it on a lot of lists too. When I was trying to do, you know, the two seconds of research I did for this podcast, which evidently shows, but, and I've always heard of the Jersey devil. Besides yeah. just, you know, the hockey team. But yeah, it's like I've always de- heard it's a big and bad. And I think that's just kind of the that's what he wants you to think. thing of the boogeyman. Just big and bad. I mean, yeah, like, so it, it's definitely talked about within like the cryptids circle. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think the most like. Because I, I, I remember like it fits comfortably in that category, right? But like some cryptids can also be considered like boogeyman type figures, you know. It's it's just like I guess it's a, a similar thing to like a peanut butter and jelly is a sandwich, but not all sandwiches are peanut butter and jelly kind yeah. of situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> PowerPoint. Yeah. PowerPoint. <laughs> so the Jersey Devil. Yes. Lives in slash originated in. I don't know. I've I don't I've never been to Jersey. I love Jersey Shore the show. <laughs> that's like all Amanda can tell you that's all oh, yeah. I know about Jersey is mm-hmm. Jersey Shore. So like, yeah, beat up the beat. Um <laughs> the Jersey Devil, I guess, lives in the Pine Barrens in South Jersey. And again, I don't know that there's a super consistent description, but one of the more common ones is a bipedal figure uh, with two cloven slash hooved feet, but he like stands like a kangaroo. I need somebody from Jersey to explain this to me. Large bat wings, a horse head, 
little teeny tiny T-Rex baby arms. I got a big head and small arms. And it, he just screams. That sounds and very Jersey. That sounds like every person from Jersey. That's <laughs> yeah. on, like all of the cast members of Jersey Shore. No offense, you guys. I absolutely love you. Um, but that screaming part. Yeah, that's everybody who's on Jersey Shore right now. So, I don't know. But the Jersey Devil goes back to 1735. Oh, wow. So, the Jersey Devil actually predates the United States. Oh. That's, that's a, some old that's ass a, shit. That's, some, that's pretty fucking hardcore. Yeah, like, this was a story that they stuck with. And again, I want to... I I want to look into the psychology of why the Jersey Devil is still a thing. I because so many early American myths and folklore and creatures have died out over time. How is the Jersey Devil still around in 2023? And is actually is the Jersey Devil still like this thing in 2023? Other than the hockey team. I mean, are there a lot of people in Jersey walking around like, oh, it's getting dark. I got to go home because of the Jersey Devil. Well, I mean, or, Jersey Shore proved that wrong. Yeah, those motherfuckers or, were out late. Or is that the new Jersey Devil? Like, you don't want to be like them. So go the fuck home and go to bed. Like, I mean, that's basically what the governor of New Jersey said when the show came out. He's like, this is embarrassing for all of us. <laughs> um, so, well, I mean, it's just like um, I, I forget the the town, um, city, and state, but for for Mothman, like they have fully embraced Mothman yeah. as as like their thing. Like, you know, I mean, if you want to make some money, exactly, do it. You know, I, I mean, I like Mothman is like a selling point for them. Um, it's, it's like a, uh, like a pilgrimage for some people. Um, I mean, I don't know if the Jersey devil is kind of the, the same thing. I don't know if they have like festivals or anything surrounding the Jersey devil, but, um, Mothman is West Virginia. Uh, thank you. That sounds yeah. right. I had a Googles. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. If only I was holding a device in my hand. <laughs> that you're currently looking into I, as you're talking. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there no, is a Jersey Devil Festival. I mean, that makes so, sense. Interesting. There's also a Jersey Devil Film Festival. Okay. So, I mean, it seems, I mean, obviously their hockey team is named after it, so they have leaned in pretty hard. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did see a couple of sources that... I'm just going to go ahead and say I probably agree with <laughs> in that <laughs> European settlers took a native tradition, stole it, renamed it, and was like, hey, you guys, look what I came up with. Mm -hmm. um, the Lenape people had Masing, which is a deer-like animal with leathery wings. So similar, not identical, but mm -hmm. one of these things is like the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I feel like that's going to happen. You've got, um, oh, what's it called? There's a word for it in history. I'm supposed to know these things. Um, Appropriation? But there's a trade. 
Well, yes, there's a ton of that. But there's also a positive trade between European settlers and colonizers and Native Americans. You know, the, you've got, yes, there was a ton of fighting. Shit was fucked up. But you also had a lot of people working together at mm-hmm. the same time. Right. You know, I would like to go on the record and state that the majority of European settlers would not have made it in what's now the United States had the native people not showed them how to do it. Oh yeah, no. We had we have plants, we have animals, we have diseases, we have a ton of shit that they had never experienced before. Winters here are very different <laughs> than it is over there. Like you have to have somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing and how the fuck to survive. So you're gonna take everything from them. Like you take their good stuff, you take the bad stuff, you take the scary stories, and because these people who have helped you or who have tried to kill you, either one, are like, whoa, hold on, what about Masing? You're like, oh shit, Masing's a thing. Like, this is real. You know, you just adopt it into your own culture, which becomes appropriation. <laughs> um, so the Choctaw had the long black being. Again, can't speak Choc- Choctaw. It looks like LaSalle Falaya. Um, that one's also very snake-like, so I'm going to do my... <laughs> and the long black being scares children home when it's late the wabanaki y'all i don't even know how oh god bless me sipolic sipolac please somebody who's wabanaki correct me on this one (laughs) this one is actually more like a bird um it's described like a diving owl but you can only see its head and its talons um, then you also have something called the stakini, which is very similar in Seminole. Uh, Big Owl is an Apache creature, all very similar. And I mean, when you think about it, those cultures are not super close together. Um, Seminole obviously is Florida. Then you've got uh, the Apache. They were, what, Midwest, right? Does anybody know this? I think so. Pretty sure they were Midwest? Yeah. Mid- Midwest to Southwest. I know they were moved. Uh, well, all natives moved everywhere. The Cherokee started out in, like, Minnesota and ended up down here. But anyway, Apache are going to be more Southwestern, I'm going to say. Wabanaki are Northern? U.S. like Maine area is what I'm thinking. They're all Algonquin. Uh, I'm going to Google this because I need to know. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, well. Yeah, like Massachusetts area. So, I mean, just look at that. How similar that story is for three deeply different cultures living, living in three very different very, very different regions. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so yeah, anyway, native tribes have a lot of amazing, amazing, terrifying fucking creatures. And honestly, I feel like if we're gonna, if we're gonna compare, I feel like the native stuff is way scarier. They're better at creating stories. 
period. That is true. Um, so that ends our world tour of the Boogeyman. Yay! We have, we have covered the globe. And I did include here in the notes, mostly for you two. Okay. Um, not necessarily for your listeners, but the honorable mention of Albert Fish, who can go fuck himself in hell. <laughs> so <laughs> Albert Fish was an American serial killer. Uh, he was active for four years in the 1920s in New York and Delaware. He, we don't know exactly how many children he raped and cannibalized. We don't know. Uh, it could be as little as three and as, and well over a hundred. And that's also one of the things that I find so fascinating about American history in particular, because I haven't studied too deeply in other countries or other cultures, but in the U S do you understand how fucking easy it was to be a serial killer pre 1950? It blows my fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially, you know, the, the earlier in American history you are, and we do have documented evidence, not super early American history, it's post-Civil War, but you've got doctors who would like, you know, they'd show up in a town one day and be like, hi, my name's John Smith and I'm a doctor. And these people would come to start seeing him and he would just murder all of them and then just leave town. Just fucking disappear after a couple of weeks. And then he shows up in New Orleans like, hey, my name is Jacques Smith and I'm a doctor. And then he'd kill all those fucking people too. And then he moves to Kansas. Like, this is just how they operated. And it's fucking amazing. It's like that meme where it's like, you got ghosts in your blood. You should do cocaine about it. <laughs> no, that was actual <laughs> medical theory for a very long time. We can have a whole episode about uh, the evolution of drugs in American history, because mm -hmm. that actually is my specialty <laughs> in history. <laughs> and I wrote an entire 30-page paper on the use of laudanum just in the 19th century alone and how people got fucking high <laughs> all day every day in the 1800s wow off some laudanum so we can talk about that that's cool albert fish can eat a dick <laughs> horrible horrible human being so, but his nickname was the boogeyman okay I, I, that's I, why i bring him up okay I, I was about to say like um i mean like the name rings a bell um, but, uh, yeah, I, I was, I was curious how I, I was assuming that there was a tie in that his nickname was the boogeyman. Um, yes. yeah, that, that dude, just like many other serial killers, uh, can eat a fat sack of dicks. Yep. Whole, whole, I, I'll go to dicksbymail.com right now and order him something. <laughs> so. Send it straight to hell. H-E-L-L -L, yep. double hockey sticks. Oh, language um, <laughs> to in case anybody needs to be soothed on this one, because I personally don't like when somebody brings up a serial killer and then just like leaves it hanging. Um, Isn't because that for then the I, other boogeyman with the big dick? <laughs> yup. Fucking South Africa, dude. Um, Albert Fish was executed by the electric chair in 1936. So interesting, super dead, almost a hundred years dead. Um, it's a weird thing with me. If we talk about a serial killer, I'm going to have to talk about the fact that this serial killer is not around anymore or else it really cut kind of does become a boogeyman, I guess. I don't know. Right. That makes yeah. sense. 
but like a this is absolutely the personification of the American cultural idea of the boogeyman. He takes children, he does horrible, awful things to them, and then he murders them, and then you never see your kids again. Because your kids were out when they weren't supposed to be out. Like, I know we started talking about, uh, started out the podcast talking about how this is like a psychological thing that's just inherent in the human psyche. But it turns out, like, it's also Sometimes like, physically real. real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you should not let your child out. Um, as we learned with people like Henry Lee Lucas and Albert Fish. Don't let your children out of your sight. You should yep. wear one of those, like, waistband leash things and keep your kids on them so that they're with you at all times. Mm -hmm. Yes. The end. Yay. I, uh, I'm not above microchipping our children. (laughs) Do it. I've done it to my dog. It seems like it's going to be super helpful in an emergency. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, we tried to use the uh, Apple air tags for our kids. Like, like we would, uh, we were going to sew like little clips onto their jeans and shorts and stuff like that and put the Apple air tags in there. But, um, because it's a technology that, um, is, uh, is utilized from other people's iPhones. It's either, really good or fucking terrible and it's usually just fucking terrible like family towards that last one yeah like so we we had an experiment where i took it i put it in my pocket and i just walked around the block in my neighborhood and my wife sat outside um where we had perfect cell reception um and there's you know plenty of people with phones in our neighborhood plenty of people with iphones Mm -hmm. and like she saw me move like 10 feet and then like it just it didn't move at all for the rest of the time like i showed back up uh you know after walking around the block and she's like yeah like it hasn't moved and i was like cool so this is not a fucking option to keep track of our kids yeah um please tell me your wife was like hey um can you please explain to me why you were standing out in front of the neighbor's house in their bushes for like what an hour? <laughs> what, what you doing, David? Was this a hot neighbor? Uh, well, right. Yeah. That's a, that's exactly what I like to do is just like, watch like your new, your new, uh, your new living room furniture looks great from your front lawn. <laughs> Plot twist. David but just you, is the boogeyman. Don't man. you hurt my dog. No, seriously, don't hurt my dog, though. Yeah. Don't hurt my dog. Uh, yeah, and before you, like, yell at me for being a bad parent that, like, we're having to microchip our kids, like, our kids are on the spectrum, and they, uh, like, our daughter, her nickname is Little Miss Flight Risk. Um, <laughs> because, like, she just, she, she's like a ghost. She will disappear. <laughs> Yeah, she she's the boogeyman, but except like she runs away from you instead of like <laughs> towards you. Um and she, she's the boogeyman we all need. She's just a magician and will magic her way out of our house and yeah, so anyways. Oh my gosh. Um, oh lord. Yeah, so uh okay. Um do we do we want to do shit that doesn't suck real quick and then cap this bitch off? Peace out. Shit that doesn't suck.
Um, so our shit that doesn't suck uh, is where you just make a recommendation on something that you have watched, read, um, listened to, seen, any any piece of media that you have taken in recently that you would recommend. Um, and we try and recommend things that are like readily available. So if it's like a movie or a show, like someone can stream it. Not exclusively, so. But yeah, since you are the guest, we'll let you go first. Um, Unless you need a second. (laughs) No, so I'm sure I have a book to recommend. Nerd. I forbid I'd be able to put my hands right on. But I will say Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix was beautiful. Yeah. That was our most recent podcast episode. I missed that shit. I'm sorry. I'm like, I'm the fucking worst. It it just dropped like it like today. Yes, yeah, like earlier today. So this is not my fault. This is your fault. It is. (laughs) (laughs) But please go on because I talked about it ad nauseum um, during the episode. So I want to hear your thoughts real quick. I was really intrigued. Um, I sort of dove in without. So I didn't want to Google it. I didn't want to know too much about it before the series started. I just knew it's the fall of the house of Usher and it was related to Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. It was Poe-esque. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely love how much of Poe's original work they slipped in so subtly. Yep. Uh, fun fact about me, my absolute favorite Edgar Allan Poe work is Annabelle Lee. And so I love, oh God, it's beautiful. I love it so much. Um, So I like how they, how they slipped it in, in, in little bits. Um, I love that the Usher family is basically the Purdue family. And, oh God. So it, I think it's incredibly hard to take something like Poe, which is very, very much centered in the 19th century, obviously, because he lived in the 19th. We could do an entire episode on Edgar Allan Poe because I'm in love with that shit. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> I mean, I've done it. I've actually done a lot of research on retracing Edgar Allan Poe's every fucking step, quite frankly. Yeah, I did. A, I did a college again. essay on uh, Edgar Allan Poe, like his life and his works and stuff. Yeah. Well, and just the fact that Pretty much everybody he ever like truly loved died of tuberculosis. One shows you how prevalent tuberculosis is. Two shows you how prevalent God, God's smiting of Edgar Allan Poe was. Like, oh, you love this person now? Guess what they have? Tuberculosis! They have death. Um, yeah, they're going to die. Um, which, granted, was just the time and place. But anyway, the fall of the House of Usher does something that I think is incredibly hard for modern media to do, which is mix something so firmly rooted in a time period that we just don't understand and the modern world and Mm -hmm. has brought them together. I think great in a great way. Yeah. um, That is Mike Flanagan for you. He is one of my favorite working directors. Uh, He is in charge of some of my most favorite movies of all time uh, of Mm -hmm. uh, contemporary years. So, um, yeah, a uh, very good pick. Um, yeah, and I can't recommend that series enough. Uh, even if you're not um, 
a uh, a fan or not familiar with uh, Edgar Allan Poe, um, but you like uh, some spooky stuff, then definitely check it out. So, um, Fracky, you got something or you need me to go? Uh, I got something. Go ahead. So, uh, Beartooth's new album came out a week ago. It's called The Surface, and it's amazing, and you should go listen to it. And the Blink-182 album just came out, and you should go listen to it. That's yes. what I got. It's not Halloween-y, it's not horror time, and it's not movie-themed, but those, they're bangers, and you should listen to them. Blink-182 does have a history of releasing albums in the fall, mm-hmm. specifically in October. Like, I'm pretty sure that's when their self-titled album dropped, and uh, that's when um, their first single dropped last year. Um, the edging single. Oh yeah. Oh, that's uh, so yeah. Uh, but no, those oh. are good. I and I listened to the new Blink album again yeah. today. Yeah. Um, still loving it, and of course, it kicked into the Spotify radio rotation, and nice. a couple of the new Beartooth songs came on, and I love them. They're that new album. Yes, they're 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 my favorite for the year. Yeah. Like they're the every year I hang on to a band, and that's the band, and highly recommended. Yeah. It's a good one. Um, awesome. So, uh, yeah. So finally me, um, I, uh, so I want to say in cold blood, um, I'm finally getting around to reading it. Ooh, uh, I've never read it before, but I'm, I'm still in the process of reading it. I, uh, so I'm a, I, I like a lot of like backstory and detail in, in a story, whether it be fiction or nonfiction, maybe not necessarily Tolkien style where he's taking 20 pages to describe like the tree bark on trees. Yep. Nope. Don't need that in my life. But like the way like Stephen King, like describes characters, the way he builds worlds, like that Mm -hmm. is the shit that I'm into. Um, and I like when I'm reading in cold blood, that's kind of what it reminds me of is like a nonfiction version of that. It is just like, um, and and it does like it talks about the the scenario in the town of Holcomb uh from like a I don't know how, how you'd put this in, in journalistic terms but like it doesn't feel like someone wrote this like it, someone's like I don't like it just seemed like someone was fully fucking invested in this story and fully yeah. invested in telling all sides of it. Um mm-hmm. and so just the the comprehensive nature of it all is um I, I just really appreciate it. Um but I'm also reading the uh, the Bill Hodges trilogy from Stephen King which starts with Mr. Mercedes um, I just finished, uh, finders keepers, which is the second book. And as soon as I'm done with, um, in cold blood, I'll start end of watch. Um, and I'll probably like, I was reading Stephen King chronologically. Um, but I ended up having to skip around because nineties era King is very hit or miss. Um, and, uh, <laughs> couldn't get through a couple of his works. Um, and also the, um, the uh, the Dark Tower series it's um, it's okay it's just not really my thing um, same and uh, so yeah I, and once I finish the Bill Hodges trilogy I'll probably skip to his latest uh, book which is just called Holly um, 
So, uh, yeah, uh, of course, it follows Holly Gibney. So I'm excited about that. So, um, yeah, that's it for me. Uh, Ashley, Frack, y'all got anything else? I do. I have one more thing. Sure. Two things that don't suck. You and Amanda. Oh, that's so nice. Also, it's the anniversary of the fight out of the gunfight at OK Corral. Oh, cool. <laughs> Thanks. I'm constantly doing an honest day in history at work, and I think they're really kind of annoyed by it. Um, um, they, were, they, they pushed for it for a very long time, and now now they're done? Yeah, they pushed for it, and then they got it, and now they don't want it anymore. <laughs> um, to be fair, there was a very long period of time where only terrible things were happening. <laughs> like, lots of terrible things, and that's all I had to share. So that'll do it. Um, but <laughs> I truly love you guys both. And I'm so excited we got to do this. And I, I'm definitely serious about a podcast about early serial killers, Edgar Allan Poe, um, like any of this shit. We can talk about this shit all day. 100%. Frankly. Yeah. I'm into that. But I love you both. Oh, we love you too. Uh, it's always a treat when you can join us. Um, and one of these days for, for one of those inevitable upcoming episodes, um, we need to have you actually physically here. Yeah. Um, physically present. We'll, we'll have to schedule it for like a weekend or something where you know, yeah. you'll be, you'll be able to, or where you won't have to worry about waking up early the next day. And yeah, it's just cause I live out in the fucking stick. <laughs> That's by choice. Also, I'd like everybody to note that, like, I chose to live this far away from civilization. I get it. Because fuck people. Mm -hmm. I kind of get it now. Um, Yeah. But anyways, (laughs) um, yes, Ashley and Amanda Frack, thank you so much for for joining me. And listeners, if you made it this far, congratulations. And I am sorry. Um, (laughs) You deserve a prize. Yeah. Um, as always, uh, please find us on Facebook and Instagram. Um, we're most active on Facebook, uh, on our Facebook group, uh, the Geek Garage Podcast fans and listeners. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your internet web shows. Um, I think that's going to be it. Uh, I got one more thing. Oh, what's that? This post was brought to you by Stone Cold Steve Austin's Ice Cold Creamery. You, you mean uh, uh what was it cold uh stone cold stone cold steve stone austin's steve austin's ice cold, ice cold creamery yeah. <laughs> no, but we need to, to go it. back and listen to the our previous episode but like <laughs> sorry i'm sick of it yeah it's like great. i i came up i came up with a ice cream idea ice cream shop idea for stone cold it, it, and it was basically just uh uh, yeah, play on Cold Stone Creamery, where it was. I'm 100 percent into this, and then we laughed about it for about 30 minutes, and he almost killed me. So, <laughs> exactly, I almost died from laughter. But I mean, <laughs> better than dying by hitting my head on a brick wall. Yeah, so, much better to die from laughter dying. and then hardcore an- angina. Um, yeah, definitely. What did you call or the? the fucking south african boogeyman like keep that shit the fuck away uh yeah giant dick man um i will take the seven o'clock man though as long as it is uh john wick or kiana i don't care 
not very picky. I mean, a seven o'clock man is a seven o'clock man. Exactly. I'll take it anytime. Right. He's um, as listen as long as he's punctual. I don't even know. Right. Well, Can't say no. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> on that Bye-bye. note. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. Be kind, stay geeky, and eat lots of cheesecake. Bye-bye!